Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today I'm here to talk about one of my newfound favorite TV shows, and that is Netflix's Outer Banks. So this show follows a group of teenagers from the wrong side of the tracks as they stumble upon a treasure that seems to unearth a long-buried secret. Um, I guess you could describe the show that way. To be honest with you, when trying to describe this show to people, I don't really know how to. Um, it's very uh, soap opera-ish. Um, there's a little bit of like the Goonies, kind of. There's a little bit of like a National Treasure sort of vibe, depending on where it is. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like big beach bum aesthetic. It's a little bit of a love story. I don't really know exactly what box to put it in. It's kind of its own very unique blend of uh, cheesy awesomeness. But um, I, I I knew that I had a lot of friends who liked it. And, you know, obviously this is like the textbook show for um, for like teenagers, obviously. I mean, like it won me over hardcore. Just like, you know, a bunch of people well, they're playing our age. They're, it's not actually my age, but it's, you know, the, the characters are. Um, they're just chilling and, like, having fun and then going on crazy adventures and falling in love and all this stuff and, you know, friendship and action and adventure. And, and it's, like, it's just a blast to watch from beginning to end. So I totally get why it caught on so hard with um, people my age. And um, I think it's honestly not a particularly great show uh there's not like any real writing that's breaking the mold um the characters aren't really that complex or or like anything more than kind of archetypes uh it is a show that's really cheesy in a lot of parts and there's a lot of stuff where uh there be a random line that's so out of pocket that it's just like who wrote that It's so, it's so funny. I can't even cite a specific example. I should have, I should have written one down while I was watching it, but it's like, you know it when you see it where, um, say like, like just completely out of nowhere, Kiara will, will yell about something about the environment and it, but it's just like, it's so shoehorned in there. That's just like, <laughs> someone got paid to write that. Uh, but I can't deny the fact that the show is incredibly charming. I shotgunned the second season uh, so quick. Like, I am not the type of person who uh, honestly watches TV shows at all, and definitely not the type of person that's down for, like, a binge. I really do that very, very, very rarely. Uh, I just, I'm a movie guy. I like to be in and out in, like, two hours, two and a half max, and just have an open and shut story there. But uh, with this, I, I started watching it, and I just... I couldn't couldn't really stop. It's it's like addictively uh, cheesy and fun. And this is like I said, something that a lot of my friends w- liked. And when we were down at the beach, it seemed like the, kind of a perfect time to you know when we needed something to watch and kind of our downtime. It was like they finally were like, okay, we're the the second season is coming out, so you need to watch this. And I was like, all right, I'm down. Let's watch it. And like I said, I caught me I, I caught on pretty hard i like this a lot i i like i think where it really succeeds is honestly just the chemistry between the cast i think if you cast a bunch of different people in this show it definitely doesn't work as well uh it's kind of similar to the stranger things cast how they really captured lightning in a bottle i think that that show works 
pretty much in spite of the story. I think it rides a lot on its characters. You really enjoy seeing them all together, seeing that group camaraderie, seeing like the way new members of the group are kind of indoctrinated into that dynamic, um, seeing the love stories that arise throughout, uh, getting to see them go on adventures and solve mysteries and all that kind of stuff. I think that this show is very similar to that. And I think that it just really... Um, it succeeds a lot in large part because of the chemistry between the leads and the fact that they just found a really perfect group of people to play off each other and to make some of this really goofy dialogue seem at least somewhat passable and natural. And then uh, just the fact that they're so entertaining to watch carries you through a lot of the show. And like I said, I don't think the show is particularly bad. I just think that it is it's just very kind of cliche you know it's a little bit paint by numbers is something that i i noticed a lot in particular in the second season which i really liked uh, and maybe maybe even better than the first uh and in even just like a technical perspective it has received such an upgrade i don't know if the budget was uh, increased or not but um the the lighting is considerably better there's a lot of much um, just more visually appealing sequences and stuff like they just play a lot around with color more and create more of a, like a mood and an atmosphere rather than the first season, which is kind of just like a uh, very uh, just matter of fact color palette. It's all very like washed out um, earthy tones and it doesn't really play around with very bright hues or anything like that. In the second season, there's a lot more stuff where like um, there's reds and blues and oranges and stuff really pops. And I thought that was really cool. And then you don't get as much of that weird, like awkward running. Uh, I don't know if it was like the TV that I was watching the first season on because it was at my um, at my friend's beach house and admittedly that TV is pretty shitty like the quality was not very good and it was just you know it just wasn't a great TV so maybe that had something to do with it but like the blurriness of a lot of the action sequences and especially when they're running and it's like that weird kind of GoPro low angle you know like up weird up close with the with the actors as they're running it, it, it was like really weird and they kind of uh, abandoned that aesthetic in the second season when they're doing that kind of action which i really liked because it works a lot better without that and it, and it looks a lot less amateurish and doesn't really like take you out as much when they shoot it like a normal action sequence so i think that was another major upgrade that the show received and so just from that technical standpoint i think it's a lot better in the second season but i also think that it just has a much more interesting story um it, i would could kind of tell you more what the second season was about uh, the only thing that i really felt was super just uh, totally out of left field and kind of unnecessary was the whole um denmark tanny weird uh like rich white lady with the with the crutches and then like this secret cross and all that stuff that stuff felt to me like um oh what what movie did it remind me of uh oh i guess the, you know what actually to draw a stranger things comparison again i think it really reminded me of season three of stranger things where it's a story that does not directly tie into what we've been seeing so far at all this character just kind of stumble into it and it's not something that was like seeded before or anything it's just like we've created whole new villains and thrown them into the story we've created whole new backstory and thrown it into the story and um now it's going to be like oh it was there all along even though you know it really wasn't and on you know i i 
totally get why they had to do that. You know, you want to keep the show going and have longevity. You need more mysteries to unravel and new villains and that kind of stuff. And I understand that, but it just, it, because it's so out of left field and it's something that hasn't been built up at all. It definitely feels kind of like they forced the story to happen, not like the story had to happen. And so that was something that I kind of noticed as like a major criticism of the, of the show. But when it comes to like everything with the clearing, um, clearing the, the name of John B and Sarah Cameron, like they're, uh, saving their reputation and everything, um, trying to stop what seems to be the unstoppable force of the Camerons, uh, the stuff where John B and Sarah are on the run and how like the gang is separated for about half the season and then seeing them come together is really satisfying when it finally happens. Um, Everything with the introducing the new crew members, sort of um, Chloe, or right, I think is her name, right? Maybe Chloe. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, oh, Cleo, Cleo. It's Cleo. Uh, Cleo and uh, that captain guy, the, the, the ones that picked them up at the end of the first season and stuff, and all the stuff where they're, they're on the run there, and they're trying to get the gold and double crossing and triple crossing, and then like they kind of become friends again and all that stuff. Um, they do a good job of like escalating the stakes and keeping the story interesting when it's just John B. and Sarah. I actually think that was the more interesting stuff for the first couple of episodes. So in terms of like structuring the season and like writing all that, I think they did a better job. Um and then just constantly ramping up the stakes and making it feel like a lot of this stuff is a borderline impossible. And because of this, then this happens. And because of, you know, this, this delay and in getting the, the Twinkie out of the mud, then, um, then the crocodile beats or, um, bites John B. And then they have to do like, just like all that layering and layering and layering of, uh, stakes and like, problems for the characters i thought that was very well done as well and it helps make it feel like this is a really difficult and insurmountable situation however i do kind of i kind of don't like and like at the same time the fact that a lot of the problems are problems but not really um uh, like it's it's uh it's just kind of fun and and like it makes the show just kind of a breeze to watch where it's like nothing no no real danger is happening here. Nothing really bad is going to happen in this show. Um, that's kind of like nice and, and refreshing to, to see and like kind of more entertaining than something like Mayor of Easttown, where, which is the most recent show I watched before this, where it's just like depression and layers upon layers of darkness and just horribleness. Uh, I like that this is just kind of a, a lot more uh, just calm and entertaining to watch and nothing really gets too good or bad. Uh, but at the same time, it, from like just a storytelling perspective, it does kind of make things sort of start to feel like, okay, we're kind of just reverting back to the status quo. Like we just, okay, this is going to be a problem. But by like the end of this episode or the next one, eh, they'll be solved and they'll be reunited. And that person or that problem will be done with, you know what I mean? Like John V is in prison for like exactly one episode. Like it's not a big issue or anything you know what i mean it doesn't really have lasting stakes um and and that kind of stuff but at the same time like i said i kind of like that because it's just like pure entertainment value you don't have to really be too worried watching the show it's just got a nice chill vibe and i really liked that too so yeah i think that the best way i could describe the show is just very very charming uh, i think it's just it's just something fun to watch like it, it's got like a very soap opera feel to it. A lot of the stuff, you know, it definitely like made me feel like I was watching, I don't know, days of their days of our lives or something like that. Um, 
And I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I think there's totally a place for TV like that. That's not like, you know, Watchmen where it's, it's bending your, your perception of reality and time. And it's super trippy and weird. And it's teaching you about race relations and uncovering the, the, the hidden past of the Tulsa race riots and all this stuff. It's just like, you know, it, it's just fun to watch popcorn TV with a really entertaining cast and like a fun treasure hunt vibe sort of backdrop. So I really enjoyed it and I would definitely recommend it to you. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I think it's just something fun to watch and throw on. You don't have to pay like a ton of attention to it or anything. It's just, you know, it's just kind of something light and breezy. And like I said, I think that's perfectly okay and really uh, necessary too, valuable to, to have something like that you know can't live on caviar alone as wise man once said so uh also the highlight of the show as as probably i feel like anyone who watches it would know but i'm just i just want to point it out is obviously sarah cameron um i'm just putting that out there i'm just gonna leave it at that All right, before I get out of here, I want to say that I am grateful for um, a nice trip down to the beach with my friends. It was amazing. That was the trip where I watched the first season of the show, and that got me all excited for the second one, and that's why I'm recording this episode now. But uh, in general, that was just one of the best trips of my life. Uh, I, I really enjoyed having the time to just like kind of relax and do whatever we wanted and uh we we did like all kinds of stuff we went jet skiing and we played mini golf done times we played some actual golf we just walked up and down the boardwalk a bunch rode bikes through the town hung out on the beach uh we we did a lot and it was a lot of fun and it was just like a totally calm stress-free type of uh chill beach vacation and it's something that i wish i could do every year because it was uh, amazing so i'm very grateful for that opportunity and for the the hospitality of um my friend and his parents for letting us down there and everything. That was amazing. And uh, I am, like I said, great, very, very good for it. All right. You know the drill. Rate, view, subscribe, review, get your podcast. Five stars, super helpful. After that, you can go ahead and tell a friend if you think they would enjoy the show. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the word about the podcast. So thank you if you've done all that. And thank you in advance if you're going to. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening. That's the most important thing that you do for me. And yeah, until next time. Our mission this summer is to have a good time all the time. Peace.